Kedushin per Gimel, Mishnah Yud, base 312. And now our Mishnah transitions to really the last main topic of the Masechta, which is the topic of Yuchsin. Yuchsin, or Yichus, refers to uh, the pedigree a person has, meaning his halachic pedigree. Um, so that will implicate things like if he can't marry a Kohen, or this person's a Mamzer, and that kind of thing. Okay, so our Mishnah here is going to set forth some basic principles that govern the rules of Yuchsin. Uh, like all principles of worth in the Mishnahs, there are often exceptions. These aren't necessarily, you know, unbreakable rules. Um, but the Mishnah is addressing the main points, and there'll be some, you know, minor loose ends that need to be, you know, tied up or wrinkles be ironed out. So the Mishnah begins by saying, Any scenario in which you have a union between a man and a wife, and the union both is Yesh Kedushin, um, it can work, meaning there are certain unions that a man and woman simply cannot get married. Not that they may not, they cannot. That is to say, for example, if a man gives his sister a ring and says, you know, you're my wife, take the ring, and she accepts the ring, they're still not married. You simply cannot marry your sister or your mother, etc. So those, not only may not marry them, you simply cannot marry them. And, says the Mishnah, not only we're talking about that you can marry, but uh, there's no prohibition, meaning you may marry this person. Because sometimes when it comes to marriages, um, the Torah will say you may not marry this person, but if you do, give them the ring and they accept it, so you are married. Like, for example, a Kohen may not marry a divorcee, but if he gives a ring and they get married, so they're married, just they're living in sin. So our mission here says, when it comes to relationships where sheyesh kedushin, you can get married ve'ena vera, and there's no prohibition for you getting married. So then havlad holech acher hazachar. So then the status, the pedigree, the yichus of the child follows after that of the father. Ve'ezes. So the Mishnah says. So what are we talking about here? Zukohenes levia v'yisraelis. For example, if you have a, a regular Jew who's a Cohen or a excuse me, a regular Jewess who is a daughter of a Kohen, or the daughter of a Levi, or the daughter of um, Yisrael, Shenisu la Kohen, ula Levi, ula Yisrael, who marries a regular Jew, whether they be a Kohen, or a Levi, or a Yisrael. So then the child will be a Kohen, Levi, or Yisrael, depending on what the child's father is, not the mother. Okay? It's a standard case. Um, I should point out, um, this is the general principle. There are exceptions to this rule. Uh, just like, for example, if you had a a, a ger who marries a mamzeres, so that's allowed according to Torah law. A convert could marry a woman who is a mamzeres. I'll explain that term momentarily, but anyways, you probably know what it is as it is. So the ger who marries the mamzeres, the Torah allows such a marriage, um, but there the status follows the mother, not the father, even though it's yesh kedushin and enavira, um, meaning the child still has this mark of being a mamzer like its mother, not clean of that mark like the father. Um, also, besides the, for the fact that the mission says ve'eza, what are the cases in which it goes after the father? There are other examples which would go after the after the father, um, where it's where it's um, permitted. So, uh, for example, if you have a Yisrael who marries a chalala, so a chalala, this is a girl who was born from a marriage between a Kohen, or a union, I should say, of a union between a Kohen and a woman who wasn't supposed to marry because he's a Kohen, meaning a convert, a, a um, halachic zona, a divorcee, a grusha. So the child of that relationship is a 
Kalala. Um, which I'll explain more about that in a moment, actually, truth is. But uh, the Halala can't marry a Kohen either. And if they do, their child is also a Halala or Halala, meaning they're not really a, effectively not a Kohen anymore. So uh, if you have a Yisrael that marries a Halala, so that marriage is, um, yes, totally allowed. A Yisrael can marry a Halala, no problem. The Halala is only restricted to marrying a Kohen. Um, but here it's going to go after the Father's side, meaning that the child of that union loses the halal status and can marry a Kohen, no problem. Um, no problem at all. So that's really consistent with the principle of the Mishnah, but uh, it's an example besides for the ve'eza that the Mishnah says. Okay. V'chol makum sh'yesh kedushin sh'yesh avera. Anytime we have a situation in which the Torah says this couple can get married, but they may not. So then, havlad holach achar pagum. So then the offspring of that union carries with it the blemish and the pedigree that was from the parents. So, for example, the Eza, what are we talking about here? Zu alman lechon gadol. If you have a Kohen gadol, he's not allowed to marry an almana, that is a widow. And a grusha, the chalutz lechon heriot. And a woman who's a grusha, a divorcee, or a chalutza, she's gone through a chalitza, she's rabbinically like a grusha, she can't marry even a Kohen heriot, a regular Kohen. If they do... Then they produce this halal or halala. And a halal, if it's male, is a child whose father is a Kohen, but he himself doesn't carry with him the benefits, the rights, responsibilities of a Kohen. Okay, so he's been like, the word halal means like emptied out. He's been emptied out of his kahuna. The father himself um, isn't necessarily rendered invalid as a Kohen, but the children is, is a halal if it's a boy, and if it's a girl, it's, she's a halala, and the halala can't marry a Kohen either. So the point here is that this marriage um, is... Uh, forbidden by the Torah, it does work if it goes through, and if it does, it produces these children that are halal and halala who are restricted. Similarly, a mamzeres unesinli Yisrael, a regular Yisrael, a regular Jew, is not meant, not allowed to marry a mamzeres, the offspring of some union that was under penalty of Karas, um, or a nasina, a girl who was a descendant of the nasinim, this group of Canaanite nation, the Givonim, who tricked Joshua, and um, either at that point already or in a subsequent time when they were very callous in a certain story with Davon Melech, they became restricted from marrying to the main Jewish population. So Jews cannot marry uh, Nasinim or Mamzerim, regular Jews can't. But if they do, so then the child carries with it the blemish on its pedigree of also being a Mamzer or a Mamzeris or a Nasir or Nasina, um, whichever parent is the no good, you know, has had that blemish. And same goes if it's a Basis or a Mamzer or a Nasin. If the mother is the regular Jew of clean you know, pedigree, and the father is a mamzer or the nasin, so then the child also, whether male or female, has the blemish of being a mamzer or nasin um, and can't marry into the main Jewish population. Any pair of people who they themselves simply cannot get married... Kedushim won't work for them because essentially that's their relative, so it's an incestuous relationship called erva. So then um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, these two people. They can marry anywhere they want, but since they're siblings, one's the other, let's say the brother and sister, they can't marry each other. So any people, with they, the boy can marry whoever he wants and the girl can marry whoever she wants, but they can't marry each other. So then Havlad Mamzer, if they would have a child between the two of them, that's called, that's the erva, which produces the Mamzer. And really, um, this mission is going like, Rabbi, like the Rabbi Shimon's opinion, which is the halacha, which is Mamzerim are produced only from relationships that are forbidden under penalty of karas. 
So all those unions that have that karis penalty, divine excision, those are the ones who produce mumzerim, not other kinds of prohibitions. And uh, worth noting that uh, there's an exception, the nida, to sleep with a woman who is um, a nida is actually an isar karis, but does not produce a mamzer. Okay, so the eza, so um, who are these people that are producing the mamzerim? Zehaba al-achas makol ha Anybody who sleeps with anybody who of the 21 arayos, the Torah says you may not marry because they're your, your relatives. V'chol mishe'en la lo alav v'lo alacherim kedushin. If you're talking about a situation in which, um, like, there's no way that these people can get married to anybody, they're simply not eligible for kedushin. So then, havlad kamosa. So then, the flood goes after the mother. Uh, meaning, the Aza, What are we talking about here? Zevlad shivcha v'nachris. If we're talking about a girl um, or a woman who is a shivcha, she is a non-Jewish slave, Shifcha Kananis, or Nachr, she's simply just a non-Jew. So those people, Kedushin, are not relevant to them. In other words, if you give a ring to a woman who's a Shifcha or simply a regular Nachris, a regular non-Jewish woman, there's no Kedushin taking place. And therefore, the offspring of that, if a Jewish man has a child with a non-Jewish woman, the child follows after the mother status, meaning the child's simply just not Jewish, or the child's a Shifcha, belongs to the owner. I think this is these are halachas are pretty familiar to us. Unfortunately, um, but worth noting, of course, is that there's no machlokas here. Some people think, I don't know what they think, that the rule that if it's a Jewish father and a non-Jewish mother, the child is not Jewish, but the other around maybe they think maybe it's something rabbinic in nature or whatever. No, you see, there's no opinion, no, no d- dispute. They have some psukim. As long as the mother's Jewish, the child is Jewish. If the mother's not Jewish, the child is not Jewish.